Chris Lee and Blake Lovell here from Southeastern 14 to discuss the potential future of the conference as it pertains to expansion, which obviously has been a hot topic. We're doing this the morning of August the 9th. And of course, last week, just everything broke loose. The Pac-12 basically imploded. Florida State wants out of the ACC is trying to raise money to do that. So look, these things are always unpredictable. You have a domino somewhere that starts things moving in a direction nobody anticipated. But we did a little digging. I checked with the source who's very well tied into the league and is, is giving me some really good stuff in the past. This is this is one source. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But I found out some very interesting things, Blake, and maybe I should just start by just reading you what I got. Is that, is that a good place to begin here? So it's SEC expansion rumor season. That's what we're in yes. right now. And so, yes, I think you're you're fine to do that. I think what we'll do is I know there are some different parts of the the equation here. So I think we'll we'll kind of debate back and forth at these different spots because I know this is a a text packed with information. And so uh, if you're looking for your SEC expansion rumors, here they are. Let's begin. Okay, I, I'm going to start and I'm going to read you part of this. I'm going to skip the middle and come back to the middle because right, I, I think it ties be together better that way. Okay, the lead. The SEC is not looking to expand. I know that's not a shock. Here's the part that's interesting. Data analytics show the league would actually make more money standing pat and playing 10 conference games. Now, that's interesting for a number of reasons, Blake, most of which is that we had a chance to expand the conference schedule in the offseason. You saw what happened. The league chose to stick at eight conference games but what what always wins in these arguments blake what always talks what's that i'm curious money but i, I know that, i know that's you never saw that coming but here's here's my point okay and i've, I've been saying this for a long time I, I feel like you're going to make so much more money off seeing an Alabama-Georgia game in the regular season in, in place of, of Georgia playing Mercer and in place of Alabama playing Louisiana Tech. Fill in your blank with whatever teams. It has always made sense to me that you would eliminate more of those games that don't have a TV draw to get more of the games that do. Apparently, the SEC has done this study in the look. Convincing coaches who could get fired to go from eight games in the league to ten – that's another story. We saw how that played out in the offseason. But the SEC's research has apparently proven what I thought, which is that, hey, the, the league would be better off with more marquee names and it would bring more money. Who knew? Well, I mean, it's interesting. We we had the debate over the schedule and everything. That was obviously something. And I think we, we kind of made our stance on that, that it just seemed like it was inevitable that they would – you know, eventually add extra games there and, and go to that schedule and would make more sense. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm just curious to see what happens because like you said, it, this is all about money. And I know some of this stuff has been debated before, but um, yeah, it's, I think we all know it's, it's going to eventually head up versus down. Like, right. You're going to have eventually more conference games just by the nature of where things are. And we know that kind of heading into next year's schedule, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a very interesting dynamic, but money's always kind of the driving force as we know when it comes to this kind of scheduling stuff and TV and all that. So. Okay. Blake, 
We all know this is a reactionary world, so the SEC may not want to expand. It may have the data that says we are better standing pat, but guess what? Other teams, other conferences make moves, and sometimes you have to react. So the next team to join the SEC or the next teams to join the SEC, the the thought is Florida State is looking to get out, right? We know that. It's very public. Florida State would not be one of even the first three teams that I would put in this league uh, if, if what I've got is correct or that I think would be going in this league. Uh, the, the thought is that Florida State does not add anything to the geographic footprint, uh, the media markets. Um, it doesn't, In other words, it does not bring a new audience beyond the Florida State fan base. The teams I hear that would interest the SEC, and I don't think this is a complete shock, one of them might be a little bit. <clears throat> North Carolina, Virginia, and guess who? And Notre Dame. Bingo. So I think if, if you were to see the SEC expand right now, again, I don't think the league wants to expand from what I'm hearing, but if you had to make a short list of three teams, my understanding is those would be your three teams. And the reason for that um, and, and feel free to insert your own laugh track here. Part of its academic profile, North Carolina, Virginia, obviously would add something to the academic reputation of the school as, as of the conference, as of course would Notre Dame. But the, the driving force here is, is its new markets. Uh, Virginia and North Carolina expand the footprint. Those are states that the league's not been in. And then, of course, no, Notre Dame for any any number of dozens of reasons we could go into. But uh, that is, I understand it. The SEC does not want to expand right now. But if it had its hand forced, those are the places that it would be looking, uh, or those are the places that would probably find most appealing as we do this in early August. Yeah, I think that's, we, we talked about in the Florida State thing, the discussion we had on them. We said, look, I think it's much more likely that Florida State joins the Big Ten than the SEC right now, just given I think where both conferences are at and just the nature of, I think, what the SEC wants to do. And we said that, you know, the, the two schools that would make a lot of sense for the SEC, if you're just looking at it from a geographical standpoint, which is something Greg's saying he's always brought up. And I know he's on the Fine Bomb show yesterday. He said a lot of different things. I don't know that there was, you know, anything we should just run with because it was just, you know, what you would probably expect in terms of, reacting to different things. He, he made it very clear where he stood on, you know, realignment and all that with the PAC 12 and everything. But we just said, look, if they're, if they're going with a geographical stance and they're trying to find new markets, we talked about it. We said, look, North Carolina, Virginia are the two teams that would make a lot of sense because they open up a new area. Um, talked about kind of the academic profile, um, Virginia and such. And just, yeah. So I, I do think those two make a ton of sense. And, and I, I told you I thought the one that was the most intriguing to me out of the entire conversation was North Carolina. Um, and and now I think that you look at it, yeah, it seems like, like we said, I mean, the SEC is not going to go from 16 to 17, right? Like I don't think they're just – they're not just going to add one, I think. So I think a North Carolina-Virginia package would be the most appealing. Probably the SEC, certainly a Notre Dame conversation would get interesting. Um, you know, we have seen Notre Dame batted about before, but it, it feels like here's where we're at, right? Where we're at is who are the next teams that are going to join the SEC or the Big Ten? That's it. Like, that's the two big conversation starters at this point. And maybe, you know, you can look at Stanford and Cal and the ACC. That's another one. I think, you know, that's obviously been discussed quite a bit. 
here over the past 24 hours or so. But still, I mean, I, I just, I look at this and, you know, if we had to place a bet, which our, our common running theme here is we're not betters professionally, but you know, if you had to place a bet on the next teams to join the, the SEC, I, I would hate to have a, to place a bet on the timeline because I have no idea what the timeline would look like, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen, you know, with these other teams. We don't know if Florida State leaving, getting out, all of a sudden causes a domino effect and all that, although we kind of tend to think that. Um, but, I mean, I, w- I would say if, if you're having to place bets, I think North Carolina or Virginia are the next – probably the, the highest odds because I don't think it's Notre Dame. Um, I think they would be lower on the list because we know the big 10 wants Notre Dame too. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different things like that, that you kind of have to consider in this, but it still, I mean, it just keeps driving the conversation. Right. And I think is uh, one of the things Greg Sinky said, and I can't, I can't find the exact quote, but um, you know, basically he just said, you know, there's, there's more movement like this, who knows what things are going to look like. And I think he specifically brought up the college football playoff um, and, and talking about just kind of what the impact should be and maybe some of the changes that should be made there, which I know you brought up when we did our video last week um, and kind of what the, the sort of baseline is and what are the kind of basic rules and, and maybe how they should change given how the conferences are changing. Um, so I think here it is. I actually found the quote from him. He said, I think it's wise for us to take a step back and reconsider what the format might look like given these changes and circumstances. We've not met on that. I've not had any meaningful conversations, but I think we have to acknowledge that it is on everyone's mind pinning the outcome of some of these additional membership pieces. So, um, and I think he kind of continued to go on and just said it raises the questions. They're not fully back to a starting point um, about conference champion access, about how a bracket is seated particularly the adjustment around Notre Dame remaining an independent, not having that top four seed status. And so really just kind of pushing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we continue as the, as the world turns here in sec um, expansion conference realignment, all that stuff. And just so many what ifs, but um, we wait and see what the next domino is to fall. Blake, here's what's interesting to me. Okay. Football has driven all of this. Virginia probably not going to move the needle a lot in terms of football programs. Virginia's had some good times. Uh, I'm thinking particularly under George Welch, but probably more often than not, Virginia, uh, not a great football program. North Carolina has been up and down, uh, more up at the moment. But Carolina, when you when you think of Carolina, you you think of and Virginia both. You, you think of basketball first. Boy, first of all, what what a phenomenal basketball league this would be with those two teams. And you know me, I'm, I'm the baseball guy. Virginia's won national titles. North Carolina's been to I don't know how many college world series. Well, I guess Virginia's only won one national title, but they've been to Omaha a bunch since Brian O'Connor's been there. Baseball and basketball, my goodness, if, if those were the two teams that got added, boy, that would be interesting. It would, yeah, because I mean, you got Texas and Oklahoma coming in, you know, joining. That's going to add to, to to both of those as well. So yeah, I mean it's um, yeah, it, it would be quite an interesting dynamic if you added those schools to the mix. Um, I mean again, it's just you think about all the what ifs and and the different potential games and matchups and all this stuff in multiple sports, and yeah, it just becomes quite a quite a scenario that could play out here. And I do think we're going to continue to see this play out over the next you know month or two now, because like we said, all it takes is one. If there's anything we've learned from yeah. this is that all it takes is one. And that can set in motion so many different things. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's where we're at. Like we said, maybe Florida state's the next one. 
Although, you know, there, there's a lot of shouting from Florida State right now. We just have to see eventually, you know, what the what the action is going to be if that action is taken. Um, and then again, it's you know, Big Ten where they're at, Stanford and Cal, do they move to the ACC, which I don't think, you know, affects the, the SEC in any way. But um, still, there is there's so much stuff there. And I think, as we said, Chris, it was kind of the two part. You know, you, you can go this way and go that way. The SEC you can just sit here and wait. Or you can act now and feel like you need to. But as we said, I think you're still, and if you're the SEC, you're not in a position where you have to do anything. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of what do you kind of see happening around you. And if more continues to happen around you, then maybe that starts to push things a little bit. But I still think as of right this second, the SEC is in a position where it really doesn't have to do anything at the moment. Well, what what's happening right now is – one reason it's so unpredictable, people have to make decisions in a panic out of self-protection. Uh, you, you don't have a lot of time to sit and think some days, would we like to add such and such? Like stuff happens and you got to make a decision within 24 hours, at least if history was a guide last week. And look, if history is a guide the last couple of years, throw everything we just set out the window. What will what, happen is, is next week the SEC will add Stanford Cal. Florida State, Clemson, um, you know, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, and, and and pick a couple more teams somewhere, uh, NC State and Duke, and, and we'll be Southeastern 24 in a week. That, that's kind of how these things go. Well, and look, I mean, I know people are going to say, look, well, we've heard this. I know there was a report recently that came out that had a lot of the same information, but, you know, Chris has got a guy, right? Like, it's, it's a guy. You got to have a guy. And so – um, we're just kind of using that as a baseline for our conversation here because there are a lot of things out there. And, um, like I said, I don't know that there's anything that's just going to completely catch anyone off guard, but it's a conversation worth having because we are, yeah. you know, so deep into this now that, um, like we said, it's just, there's so much movement. And I think that last week sort of proved how quickly this thing can move, right? Let's think about how quick yeah. all of this came up last week. And how quick, you know, everything just kind of kept going and going and going until finally it slowed down a little bit. So a lot more moves to come in uh, conference realignment, conference expansion. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if the SEC gets in on the action anytime here soon. Although officially they're going to get in on the action as of July of next year with adding Texas and Oklahoma. But could have more future members to come. Well, and I guess my, my final takeaway on this is – you you just cannot predict anything. His, recent history has shown that. But I, I think the interesting part of this is knowing where the SEC's head is, that it thinks that its best move is to stand pat, that its brand is strong enough. And, and oh, by the way, people want more high-quality football games. Do they? Hmm. Yeah, who knew? I, 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 I mean, it, it's, 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 it's going to be – it's been a lot of fun breaking down Texas A&M and New Mexico – and let's see who have we else. We've got uh, this this dandy week one schedule. We've got Ole Miss and Mercer. We've got Auburn and UMass. We've got Arkansas and Western Carolina, Alabama and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I mean, well, you're look, really just Missouri. Sa- don't oh, here. I left out Missouri and South Dakota. I mean, oh, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, Georgia and UT Martin will be fascinating, but but I'm just gonna guess that if money talks which it always does. We're going to see some way that we're going to see more big on big matchups in, in the not 
too distant future because TV always makes that happen, as we found out last week. So I, to me, that that was probably that's probably the biggest thing. We all get caught up in who's going to join the league next, blah, blah, blah. The, 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 the big thing that kind of jumped out to me is that the SEC apparently knows internally that that what everybody wants to watch um, is is what what might be coming next based on based on the data. So, so we're sending you to the Pac-12, Chris, with all this scheduling nonsense here. We're, we're sending you out there, okay? Let let them have their Week One games. All right, right. Off to the I Pac-12, think I think the, the the Pac-4 is going to play a a round robin schedule where all the teams play each other home and away and on a neutral field somewhere at this point, I guess. Yeah, well, that's you got to do what you got to do at this point. When you're when you're down to four, so there you go. All right, we are talking SEC football wall-to-wall. Uh, we're previewing all the games. We've gotten to, to a lot of them. We have not done the FCS on FBS teams yet. Those will be coming in the coming weeks. We will be talking about stuff as it happens. Best way to get all our content is hit that subscribe button. We, of course, cover baseball and basketball, too. So hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, tell a friend. Those things all help us out. For Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14, and thank you for watching. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.